welcome everybody to another episode of the Give and Go Show, hosted by your three favorite people, Griffin Queen, Matt Ferentinos, Matt Modai, here to talk to you about the NBA as well as some nerd talk. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast, share with your friends so we can help grow, and then of course, give us that five-star rating as well. Hope you enjoy. It is Wednesday, November 8th, and I'm doing my best Griffin impression that I can. Uh, the Give and Go Show is back in your life. Only we got the mats today. Somehow, after Eagles, Cowboys, we're still here, able to stream uh, together. And we talk weren't going to bring that up. There will be no football discussion. <laughs> God, that beginner is such a banger. Um, appreciate everybody for tuning in. As for today, as I mentioned, we just got a mats show today, so it'll be a nice quick one. What we're going to do... I have a, a surprise impromptu trivia for Ferentinos that we're going to start the show off with. And then we're going to play a game called Real or Not Real, where I'm basically just going to give a stat or whatever about the NBA the first two weeks in the season. Ask Ferentinos whether he thinks it's real or not. Basically, is it legit? Is it something that's going to carry on for the rest of the season? Before we get into it, Ferentinos, how are we doing? Doing good, man. This is a good hashtag hashtag thanks Matt uh, episode that we got going. Yeah, that's true. Hashtag thanks Matt. Yeah, let's we'll, we'll see how people feel about these uh, real or not real. Um, and I do feel as though a Attack on Titan discussion is necessary, but we need the whole gang back for that. Oh, um, so good. So we can't we'll, do it without Griffin and Elliot. We, yeah, they got exactly. to be here for it. I just wanted to get that out there to, for the people to prepare. But all right, here's a trivia question for you. So as of Going into tonight's games, so I, whatever's happening now is not included. There are five players currently averaging 30 points per game with another at 29.9. So we'll basically count him. And I always find this interesting because it just shows you how much scoring is up. Even with like the Knicks kind of bringing the NBA back to the 90s, scoring is still up generally across the board. So can you name or how many of these six players that are averaging 30 points per game? And this is including one guy at 29.9. I'm going to give you a hit, yeah. your guy, Cam Thomas, just below. I think he's at like 28 <laughs> or something. So he's going to say, rocking the uh, Cam Thomas jersey. It just came in the mail. So, Oh, nice. I thought that was your Harden one because we got a nah, revenge game. We not wearing revenge that. Game. That, one's re that one's retired for now. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fair. <laughs> but, I mean, Luka Doncic, that's one. Yep, yep, yep. He's one. Is Nikola Jokic another? No, he is not. No. He's not at 30. Joel Embiid. Yep, he's second. Uh, Doncic is third and beats second in terms of points per game. SGA? No, he's not there. He, he's been a little, I mean, he's been good and he's been a little banged up, but he's not, he is not there. 
Anthony Edwards? Nope, not at 30. Oh, man, I'm not doing well. All right, let me see. I know I saw a quote recently that Jamal Crawford said if he was playing in the league yeah. today, he would be averaging like high 20s. It just made I me see. think, yeah, the scoring definitely is up. I did see that. That was funny. All right. Um, Paul George? No, not PG. He's averaging 25, although he has been playing well. Damn. All right. I, I'll give you – there's two in – there's two in the East, so you've gotten two. You have four left. There's two in the East and two in the West, so it's split 50-50. Did I already say Steph Curry? You have not said Steph. He's one. Steph, okay. Um, and so there's two in the East, two in the West, and I just took the one other from the West? Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. I can give you hints hints if you need them. I'm going to try to do some mental math. Um, yeah. Is Jason Tatum one of those players? Tatum, Tatum is one. He's been he's got 30 like in four or three straight, something like that. Tatum's been cooking. Boston's been crazy. And then yeah. I know the Pacers are like the number one offense. Is Halliburton up there? No, I can't they, think he's that much of a scorer. But they I mean, are the, yeah, they are the number one offense, but it's basically everybody scoring between like 10 and 25. Like there's nobody that's averaging that that much for the Pacers. All right, let me get let me get a hint for the next one. All right. Um so you have two, yeah, you have two left. Uh, one player you hate, and <laughs> um, and he's the guy averaging twenty nine point nine, so just below thirty. Um, okay. And the other one, he's been playing well. He's like a well known guy. It's not a trick question. Uh, their team is starting a little bit slow, um, hmm. but he but he has been playing well. A player that I hate. So it's not James Harden. It's not Ben Simmons. I'm going to say Kevin Durant. Yep, there you go, Kevin Durant. <laughs> Is just, I knew he's been hard carrying the Suns because yeah, nobody's too. played. Like literally nobody's played. It's ridiculous. And, um so yeah, yeah he's Booker, averaging 29. Has Booker played enough games to be a he, so too? I think I think not because this is just literally looking at NBA.com and just literally sorting sorting by points per game. Um, yeah, points per game. So I'm assuming okay, he so isn't he does not count. Let's recap. KD, um, Luca, Steph, and then we you got have Kevin Durant, so I need one more. And Tatum. So you, um, oh, Embiid. Oh, so that's it. No, you Embiid have one. Tatum. Wait, it's it's you're missing Embiid, the Tatum, Luca, KD. So there's Steph. six total. Oh, and then the one who's 29. Yeah, which was KD. So you're missing the number one. I can just I can just give it to you if you don't want to. Keep yeah, going. I I missed the number one. Spider. It's Donovan Mitchell. Oh my God. Yeah. I guess I just haven't been thinking about him since he hit that game winner against us in game one, but he has been on a tear too. Yeah. The, the Cavs I feel like have been, been kind of hit or, hit or miss, but he's been, he's been cooking. He's been on fire. Damn. Yeah. I haven't been giving the Cavs that much respect, honestly, this year. It's been uh, fun to watch the Nets. They've been close to losing every game, but honestly, like Boston and Philly look like the powerhouses in the East, which is that's sure, awesome so... to see for half the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, half of today. Well, at least I mean nobody likes to see Boston succeed, but unfortunately they're just they're just too good. Um, but that does bring us to our real or not real. Okay. Which we can which we can get into. So the first thing that I want to talk about. So as of right now, again, heading into Wednesday's game, so whatever happens tonight, notwithstanding, there are four one-loss teams in the NBA, two of which, not surprising, Nuggets and Celtics, they're both awesome, look really mm. good. Although who beat both of them? is a little bit of a surprise and we'll get into that team later but the I other two <laughs> yeah the other two are the sixers and the mavericks so the and they're both currently the second seed in their conference the mavericks are six and one they're mm. one of like i said one of four one loss teams sixth best net rating fourth offense 18th defense it's been a pretty pancake schedule like there's only, they've only beaten one team with a winning record and that was the magic so it's like a fake winning record and their one loss is to the nuggets and then when you look at the sixers they're five and one also the second seed. Similar to the Mavericks, they've also played a pancake schedule. Every team they've beaten has been bad. Raptors twice, no offense to Elliott. Um, the Suns <laughs> with nobody on their team, and they're, they're not even that good. And then the Wizards and the Blazers. The one good team they played, the Bucks, they lost. But they have the second best net rating with the third best offense and the fifth best defense. So top five in both. So my question to you. Two, right? To the Bucks, like it And they were, really cool they were winning late, and they kind of blew it. A little bit of a rest show, but um, but they still they still should close it out because I mean every NBA game turns into a ref show. That's just that's just how it goes. Fourth quarter, the last two minutes, last thirty it's, minutes, typically. Yeah, it's terrible. So my question is, between the Mavericks and the Sixers, 
are one or both or none of them real or not real. And when I say real or not real, I don't mean get like a title favorite or, but just like, can they make noise in the playoffs? Are they going to be at the top of their conferences the rest of the year? I'm more confident. I think both are real, but I would put the Sixers in more of like a all caps bold compared to yeah. just like a Mavs lowercase real. Cause I feel like the Sixers, like, it's sustainable what they're doing. Joel Embiid is picking up where he left off from the regular season, at least yeah. as far as being <laughs> just a scoring machine, looking like the guy who was the MVP last year. Maxi has slid into that role and that void that Harden has left perfectly so much to where the ownership was just like, get him and his fat ass out of here. Like we yeah. don't need him here. Maxi is like taking the step this year to be a superstar, which is what they were looking for. Um, and I just see like, everything is humming. I love Nick nurse. Like we were talking about their one loss. Yes. was against the bucks, but Dame just kind of went crazy at the end. Yeah. And you know, yeah, like Sixers kind of fumbled it, but they were very much in that game all the way throughout the game. Um, Mavericks Luca is literally, and he can do this all year. I think like his production is sustainable. Um, the play from Derek lively as a center, I think is huge for them awesome. as far as like, yeah that's a piece that they were kind of missing. I still feel like they're kind of light on depth though. Kyrie's got to get out of a funk, but you can't count on him to play all the games that he's going to play in. So, and I just think the West is so stacked because they're the number two, but I believe the Warriors only have one loss too, right? Like, so they're like five and one. (laughs) Warriors have two losses. I think they're five and two or six and two. Okay. Because there's a few teams in the West that, and on the standings, yeah. Yeah, so the Warriors are four two and they're in third so it's just one extra loss is the only difference between the warriors and the mavericks are you sure i have them at six and two it might be wrong and then the the t wolves at four and two i just yeah, think that's like, correct yeah that's right yeah so they have um they have a lot of like there's just so many stacked teams in the west like right now the suns are three and four but i think they're gonna bounce back and get healthy and work their way in um, the Rockets are three and three in the eight seed. I don't see them <laughs> staying there. Um, Dylan Brooks, I, he's just a proven, he's just a proven winner. Hey, LeBron said he deserved the contract, and ever since Oregon, he's been balling. So yeah, that's true. I mean, we'll see. LeBron uh, has an eye for talent, not as good as the GM as he is a player, but um, yeah. I mean, I just think that the Mavs would most likely fall on the two seed. Like I could see. Just one of those teams leapfrogging them. I don't think they're yeah. going to keep it up. They're definitely going to finish higher than I thought, I think, in the over-unders. But yeah. right now, it kind of looks like in the East, it's really Boston, Philly, and Milwaukee is the big three. And I think everybody else is just going to be kind of like fighting for the rest. Like, honestly, four to nine. And let's look like, so Atlanta's at four and three. And then... Indiana and Orlando's at four and three, two. And then there's yeah. one, two, three, four, five other teams that are three and four. So it's really just going to be a dog fight in the East. But I think the Sixers are that tier above, whereas the Mavs, it kind of feels huddled. Like anywhere from really two to 10, I think could flip. And like that's not even including the Suns right now. Yeah, and the Kings yeah. aren't off to as hot of a start, too, as I thought that they would be at no, two, and they're two and four. Yeah. So Boxes I just think there's time. a. Yeah. There's a lot more power in the conference in the West, so I think that the Mavs aren't going to stick at that, and the Sixers, I think, comfortably will be at the two-seed. Hey, who even knows? Maybe even fighting for the one with Boston if they could just take care of their wins against, you know, it seems like they have no problem beating a lot of the teams in the East that I still think are pretty whole teams and pretty good, but it just shows that the Sixers really are kind of on that other level. Um, Griffin, I think, would want me to stop talking about how good the Sixers are at this point. Yeah, but I mean, I'm gonna sound like a homer, but I agree with you. I think the Sixers start is more legit because I mean, the thing with the Mavericks is they look good, but they're relying a lot on a rookie, Derek Lively, and 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 that's that he's gonna have games where he's not performing well. Whereas the Sixers just feels more sustainable. Like they finally have wings, but they've never mm-hmm. had wing depth in Embiid's entire career. Maxi looks awesome. Embiid is known to be good in the regular season, um, and they just and like Nick Nurse is a great coach. Like Embiid. Hasn't had, he's had one game where he's had fewer than six assists so far this year. And that's huge for him because he was always like basically even, he's basically Jason or uh, Jalen Brown, like even turnover to assist ratio. <laughs> he was a terrible passer, couldn't handle double teams. And I agree. And the, the fact about the East is true. Like the Bucks, 
like have disappointed. They're four and two, but they haven't looked great. They have one of the worst defenses. And Chris mm-hmm. Middleton looks like a shell of himself. And if he isn't they're like clearly third best player, they're gonna struggle. And their defense, I don't know how fixable it is because Dame is a net negative and they've and they've lost a ton of depth on that defense. Kind of like not to the same extent, but kind of like the Mavericks. Like they're very top heavy. Mm-hmm. I can see the Bucks finishing in the third in the three seed. I still would put both Boston and Milwaukee ahead of the Sixers in terms of like coming out of the East. I think that's, I don't think that's not really a hot take, but I definitely think the Sixers are going to be better than people thought heading into the year. Cause they had such a dramatically absurd off season. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah. I think we're, we're in agreement on this one. Um, there's a lot of interesting things that I'm curious to see, like if they are going to be sustainable. I mean, I think the, I know we're going to talk about it later. I think the Minnesota Timberwolves defense is something that will continue to be sustainable. So I yep. think that's why I'm pretty bullish on them. Uh, Clippers are three and three, but they got to figure some stuff out. I mean, yeah, I, wherever you want to go, I'm down to talk. Cause yeah, a lot of these teams are really interesting right now. Loving yeah. the beginning of the season though. It, I know. It was a big distraction after Sunday night. So that was nice. For me. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. You, that's what you need. The second something like that happens, you just immediately move on to something else. I mean, Different sport. To, I just need to. Yeah. <laughs> but I, after the Super Bowl, when the Eagles lost, I immediately started playing Hogwarts Legacy. I was like, what can occupy my brain for like the 100 percentile capacity? <laughs> oh, that's a great thing to immerse yourself into. Yeah. Like, you know exactly. what? Just magical world. Let's do exactly. This. I'm going to become a student of Hogwarts. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what I have one, two, three, four, four more real or not real. There's there's so much to talk about, like you said, it's hard to encapsulate, encapsulate it into one episode. Um, but we had two upside surprises. Got to go with the negative. So as of right now, there are two one win teams in the NBA. One is a, not a surprise. No offense to Griffin, the Washington wizards by far the worst team in, in the NBA. They're a total abomination. The other team that only has one win is the Memphis Grizzlies who look terrible, who also are also are not like, rated well according to like net rating and analytically um they had some gross losses in there they lost to the wizards that was the wizards one win was against the grizzlies (laughs) they lost to the blazers um the beginning of the year when the blazers were not good they're still really not good and then they started zero and four and like okay they're playing the jazz they'll get it together and they got the doors blown off by the jazz so right now they're literally the worst team in the west so my real or not real isn't that they're going to finish last in the west but that on in general this is going to be just a lost season for the grizzlies real or not real i'm gonna say real just because uh i was in the agreement that the grizzlies would be in the under and obviously i didn't think that the you know they would be this bad but i really yeah. think losing stephen adams for the year really hurt the identity for this team i agree i think a lot of you know the reason why they played well is they were so great on defense and then they were able to just you know, move the ball around. Desmond Bain was always hot as a shooter. Um, I do think not that Marcus Smart is a plus on offense. He's definitely a good defensive guard. I would say he's about on par with Dylan Brooks as far as their offensive game. But you could just tell, I mean, just watching the games and watching them this season, they really don't have an identity there. And then just that toughness. I mean, Steven Adams was also one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA. He has consistently been one of the top offensive yeah. rebounders in the league. So just second chance points they're also suffering from. And yeah, I mean, if you're losing games to the Wizards, that's not, not a good, good luck. It's not good. <laughs> and, and B just put up 29 points in one quarter against the Wizards. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm definitely, I think that is real. I think the Grizzlies... Um, if Ja comes back and they're on fire, I still think it would take like a Lakers second half run last year just to get to the play in. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think that like, I think the general thought is, oh, they'll figure it out. They're too good not to, but it's like outside of Desmond Bate and Jaren Zach, Jaren at Jackson Jr. It's like their team is just Kenny not Lofton? good. <laughs> like, yeah, who do they Lofton, have? <laughs> it's Santiel, Dama, 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 David Roddy. It's like a bunch of players that were really good in a limited role that now need to play more than a limited role and are showing that they're not good enough. And yeah, I mean, we did the over-unders before Steven Adams got hurt. Um, mm. I don't know if he would have totally changed my mind, but that is a tangible difference. And Griffin said this, that he thinks that it's a bigger deal that he's out than it is John Moran. Um, I also think this was a Griffin point. 
to not to give him too much credit, but that they're going to miss <laughs> Tyus Jones because he was their backup point guard. Whenever, mm. whenever John Morant didn't play, he was always a stabilizing force. And they just don't have that. And like Marcus Smart's fine, but he can't be your, your third best offensive player. And Jaron Jackson Jr., he just doesn't rebound. There's like always something I feel like missing with him. And as good as Desmond Bain is, he still needs someone to, he still needs someone to, to set him up. Um, Cause he's so got I agree those with, T- T-Rex arms. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. So I agree with you. I mean, like they're just, they're just really bad. It's really what it comes down to. And I don't think that, I don't think that they're going to get it together. Like, I think it's, I think it's going to be one of those years where maybe they're good next year and we just kind of forget, like, it's just like a blip type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of like a Hornets or like people think the Hornets are going to be good because they're going to have everyone back. Like everything's going to reset. But I think the Wizards are blowing them out right now. They were so. last. I, they were last. I checked. I haven't. I haven't followed. I haven't checked the scores since we've uh, since we popped up since we popped on. But Which yeah, I I kind of do think they're frauds. Yeah, the Wizards are up ninety four to seventy seven. Sixers are up ten on the Celtics. God, Celtics <laughs> are frauds. What a fraudulent. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um. Although I did totally like, I did not put this together that this is a James Harden against the Nets. I like that, like totally, yeah, went, went past me. Yeah, I was listening to a little of a uh, Zach Lowe before this, and they were talking about the Clippers a lot. And of course, just whenever they talk about James Harden, he always brings up the Nets super team. And I'm just I was, like, I stop talking about this team. I listened to that too, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was just a lot of the comparisons back to that, like how they're going to work them in the offense, and I mean kind of seeing it they struggled a bit with the knicks um and yeah they were terrible it it will be interesting to see like what they do with russ because they can't like the lineup with the four of them on the floor what was i think like minus eight or something like that like it wasn't really good yeah um and ty lu kind of had the yeah try to get everyone an emotion offense get everyone running around well that stops when james harden dribbles the ball like any times and Kawhi, Kawhi's the same way like he loves to pound the air out of the ball he's just better at it than than harden so like or yeah. not obviously in his, at this point in their career he's better at it than harden um mm-hmm. and yeah i mean zach Lowe talked about it on his podcast there was like this it was like the same possession both harden and Kawhi had open catch and shoot three pointers and they both turned him down and it's like dude that is not gonna work if if everybody's on the court together because like russ can't russ can't shoot he does the thing is like if you put Russ's brain into Harden or Kawhi from a catch and shoot perspective, it would, it would work out so much better. Russ <laughs> because, loves the catch and shoot. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he, he's like, Oh, I'll make this. Like, this is obvious. I'll make it. And then both Harden and Kawhi are like, nah, I'm not shooting. I'll like, dribble and then do like a step back three or like a fade away three, or just take like a completely offer them shot when you had the opportunity to just catch and shoot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's not, it's not great. Um, but yeah, I do have the Clippers in another one, not not this next one. Um, all right, yeah, I agree with you on the Grizzlies. They're not real. I guess real as in they're not going to be good. So, but they're not real. The next yeah. team that I want to talk about is who we hinted at: the Timberwolves, uh, yeah. Minnesota team that I probably my favorite team to roast because they they have just such <laughs> low hanging fruit with Rudy Gobert and with Carl Anthony Towns. But after me taking a victory lap on them being bad, they've won three straight, two of which against the two best by far, not a doubt. Nobody's going to argue this. The two best teams in the NBA in the Nuggets and the Celtics. The only loss for both of those teams are to the Timberwolves. They have the fourth best net rating, which is basically because their defense is the best by far, like miles above everybody else Mm. in the 18th best offense. So like you mentioned, they're currently the four seed. I mean, looking at seeds is, is dumb two weeks into the year, but just to give context to it, they're four and two above them are the Warriors, Mavericks and Nuggets. So do you think the Timberwolves will be a top, let's call it five seed in the West, real or not real? I'm I'm big on the reels today. I think that's also a real one because already Zion is out. I don't know, like for personal reasons, he said he was out, but it's because he had he's... a. His uh, b- b- the um, his baby was born, which is why he was oh, out. Oh, nice. Okay, which is so also that's... why uh, Mariah Mills was trending on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that might actually be a boost for the Pelicans then. Um, but true. I just feel like a lot of the teams underneath the Wolves right now. So I think the Thunder will probably. I think if everything goes well, they could possibly leapfrog them. But I don't think the Stars and the Clippers are going to play enough games to gather enough wins. Obviously, I don't think the Rockets is sustainable, what they're doing. Um, 
the Lakers, I really don't – I think they're still going to kind of stay around 500. I think the Wolves are better than them. The Suns are another team that could possibly leapfrog them. But I like the Wolves head-to-head more uh, against the Thunder and even the same thing against the Suns. I feel like the Suns just kind of need to get in the playoffs and then they'll do fine from there. Yeah. Um, but as far as like regular season, what you want in the regular season is like a young superstar that's not going to miss games and it's going to carry you. And that's Anthony Edwards. And I do think that out of all the like FIBA guys that were talked about and playing better, uh, playing better since the tournament, like Halliburton is one of those guys. Yeah. Um, I wish Bridges would be the guy to step up. He's <laughs> had some solid games, but it seems like Cam Thomas has taken the headlines for the Nets. Um, but Anthony Edwards, I mean, that fourth quarter, he just took over against the Celtics. He was amazing. He was hitting yeah. jumper after jumper, uh, even playing lockdown defense, getting the steal. Like he's, he has everything going in his game right now. And I think him being able to overcome and just take over a quarter where you have the kind of like clunky fit with Cat and Gobert still on offense about not really what to do there, but they're just so good on defense that it's worth having them on the floor. Um, I think that is sustainable and yeah, they do give the nuggets a hard time. They probably were their biggest challenge in the playoffs last year and, you know, beating the Celtics when they looked like they were just going to blow the doors off everybody that they play, I thought was really impressive. And yeah, I mean, I think Anthony Edwards was starting to take the leap already last year, but I feel like now he's kind of looked at as like the go-to guy in the fourth quarter to close out, which is exactly what they need. Yeah. I mean, I wish Anthony Edwards was on any other team because I think he would be like having a Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert just makes it so difficult for him on offense. And he's still amazing. No spacing. Like, yeah. There's, like, <laughs> there's no spacing. Like he drives and there's two just statues in the paint. Um, and his pick and roll game is is fine. It's actually better with with Gobert because Gobert just Gobert just rolls, whereas mm. Cat is somehow he's like stuck in the corner. Like the 18th offense makes me nervous, and I think that is legit. Like, I think their, their defense is also legit. I don't know if they'll finish by far the best defense in the NBA, but Rudy Gobert has always been a good regular season defender. Anthony Edwards is phenomenal on ball. He's amazing. Jaden McDaniels is awesome. Um, Kyle Anderson is just like a good kind of glue guy type thing. Even, Mm. even Gobert or um, Carl Anthony Towns has been not as horrible on defense. I still get worried because last, I mean, last game when they beat the Celtics, he had as many turnovers as he did made field goals. Uh, same yeah, thing with fouls. He had the same in all of them. And that 18th best or 18th ranked offense is scary. But in the regular season, at least I feel like they have an identity, which is better than like, I don't know, all but two teams in the West. <laughs> like only the yeah. Nuggets and the Warriors really know who they are. And a lot of teams are just figuring it out. Like cause... Exactly. Like the Sun, like yeah. Beal hasn't played yet. Booker's played like what, three games so far? Mm-hmm. Um and like the Clippers are going to take forever to figure it out. The Lakers are just older. And we already had an injury scare with, with Anthony Davis. I mean, he's fine, but of course, we once had a game, I feel like yeah. it looks <laughs> like he's, you know, he's just holding his knee, holding his ankle. And it's like, what's going on. And then he's yeah. fine. It's like, oh, come on, have better body language. AD. He's like a, us out Pete, a little bit. He's Peter Griffin when he like stubs his toe. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's Anthony Davis. Um, so I don't, I'm going to have a cop out and I don't know. It's really real or not real. My answer is, I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. confident enough to say that they're going to be a top five, top five team. Cause I think that in terms of talent, I well, I guess if you look at individual talent, I would say yes. But if you look at how the talent meshes together, it's awesome defensively. But like, if your offense is, is clunky, like it's just not going to fly in games that matter. Granted they blew out in Den- Denver and they want, they did win a close game in, in against the Celtics. So like, what the hell do I know? Maybe I'm just being too stubborn, but I did the clunky offense between Cat and Gobert just scares me off. Yeah, and like I, I mean the the Pelicans and the Thunder, if things do click, like the uh, Thunder Warriors game uh, a few games that ago, was, awesome. was so much fun to watch. I didn't realize SGA wasn't going to play the before the game started, and they still have guys. Um, what's his face? Um, I want to get the correct Jay Williams down. Oh, the good, Jay, the, the good yes, Jay Williams. <laughs> he yeah. was dominating Jayla Williams. Yeah. He got fouled out at the end because the game went to overtime. But, like, he's a guy that can show us he can get a bucket. I love Josh Giddy. So, just his impact on the floor. I think he's a really smart player, good playmaker. Chet balled out. Um, and, yeah, Steph just hit that 
game winner. There's nothing you could do when Steph yeah. throws the ball in his hands to end the game. So yeah. th- like that was really exciting. But that just shows like they were missing their best player and still went toe to toe with the Warriors, who out of any of these teams in the West that like need to figure it out, I feel like the Warriors are just like picking up where they left off and kind of seems like it might be that team from two years ago that we're just like really the Warriors again and Steph Curry's just gonna show us why he's the best player in the NBA. And if they do get to the finals, could have the LeBron discussions with Steph. That's true. What he would uh he would tie MJ if he if they if he if they win one, right? When he have or yeah, no, MJ's so- got six. He would have five. Okay. Right? He would tie Le- he would have one more than LeBron, I think is what it is. I can't remember because LeBron's got four, and I think Steph has four. Because he won, he won yep. one. Steph has four, 2015, 17, 18, and 22. Yeah, that's right. So he, it would be one more than LeBron is what it would be. Mm. Yeah. Because LeBron um, is three and four in the finals. LeBron's oh, won two, I think. Because he went, two, he went back-to-back with the Heat and then Cavs and Lakers. So he's, he's four and five, I think, or four and six. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the Heat won two out of three years. Yeah, they were together. They lost the first years in the Mavs. Four, yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah, because the last year they didn't win it either. Yeah, they got annihilated by the Spurs. They just got Mm -hmm. many left. He's like, I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm gonna go back to Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He like, I love how he like framed it as he was going (laughs) home, but it's really like that Cleveland team was just. Kyrie was there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I'm coming home, but really, the other team's better. (laughs) Yeah, that team Um, was just perfect to land lebron i mean i think that's the best rebuilding strategy until he retires is literally try to be a destination for lebron james yeah draft his son in the, in the draft <laughs> and then he'll go there um Not all right next strategy. one yeah next one it's our only player specific one this is this is probably not going to be that long of a discussion but Jokic right now is clearly the favorite to win the mvp in terms of odds luka's second and beat his third is Jokic just going to run away with the MVP this year? Like, is it just not even going to be a discussion? I think if the war or the Nuggets are just like a few games above everybody else, because I think out of all the teams that like basically the top four in the East and the West, I still think the Nuggets like are a tier above everybody else in the West. And I do I think if they get out to like a five game lead, like maybe 10 game lead above someone else. And just everybody else is kind of in a dog fight and the nuggets are cruising. I think Jokic is going to win it. Cause I think it'll, it's still kind of on their minds that he was head to head in the race last year. Didn't get it, but they won the title. So I do think just like defending champs, still the number one seed after going. And then, you know, like, I feel like at that point it'll be like, is this going to be another warriors? Is this going to be another dynasty? And if, Jokic already passed LeBron, I think, for career triple triple doubles. So like, yeah. it's insane if he just continues to put up triple doubles. So like, maybe even the how because Russ has the single season record for triple doubles, right? Just yeah. averaging a triple double. I feel like that's got to do it. He did. Russ did that like I think three years in or three years total. He averaged a triple double. I'm pretty sure because he, he did it when he was on the Wizards, even though that team was terrible. Um, well the first year he did it i thought that was, was the, when harden was should have won mvp i agree yeah i agree because harden yeah. had like 36 points per game which is crazy in like 2017 or 18 i think yeah that so was nuts. um he averaged a triple double three straight years on the thunder and then he also did it on the wizards as well i remember that on the wizards mm. i didn't realize he did it three straight year on the on the thunder but yeah i mean i agree with you harden should have won mvp people just wanted to give it to russ because yeah uh, cause KD left and he like, and he stayed and he signed and he, I mean, he played well, but yeah. I think that was the year too, where, uh, Russ, cause those like Thunder teams with Russ and PG were pretty fun too. Cause I think Steven yeah. Adams was still there when that was going on. Um, yeah. and yeah, I always remember the buzzer beater where Adams like hit it out to Russ and he like shot it with like less than a second and went yeah. off the backboard. That was sick. Yeah. That was um, awesome. Yeah. But- I think. But they they always just lost to the to well, one year they lost to the Blazers when they had Russ and that was a Dame where he well, like, that was the, <laughs> that was a good shot yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it was a bad shot yeah that was forty five foot step back three on Paul yeah, George <laughs> bad shot well not when uh, not when Damian Lillard takes it um, um but so. yeah no just to get back on track I do think though like that's why I kind of picked Jokic although it was like going chalk for MVP like. 
especially Same. what are the odds? Like how much more is he above the next? Um, I looked, closest? I didn't look, I didn't actually write down the odds. I just looked at the standings. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they take it away. Let's see. So right now he's plus 270. Luca is next at 420, plays up. And then mm. actually Embiid and Tatum are tied right now. That wasn't the case earlier, but they're tied at 750. So it's like pretty clear one, two, and three. I think if, so if the Sixers keep up pace with Boston, I think that'll kind of hurt Jason Tatum's MVP odds. And also Boston's so stacked, like literally so good. Yeah. When you have a team of Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, and they're going to have nights where they all, yeah, Porzingis who's playing crazy good right now. Like it's just, it's kind of hard. I mean, Tatum is the lead guy. If he is averaging 30 points a game, like, and hasn't won an MVP before. And I feel like the sports writers just like Boston. So I feel like they'll get, yeah. Yeah. I feel like Bill Simmons is kind of uh, definitely pushing that narrative over and over again. Yeah. Um, But I think that's the only threat is if like one of those East teams like really rises above, because especially with Milwaukee getting Damon Giannis together, I don't think either of them have a chance just because it's a duo and a team up and feel like more, they would take, votes away from each other um so if the celtics are like overwhelmingly the number one seed and look really dominant i think tato might have a shot but i think yeah i am more of a believer that the nuggets will do that and being that far ahead in the western conference i think it's just that more impressive um yeah and yeah Jokic is ridiculous yeah i mean yeah especially because like they just came out today that murray is going to be out the, the rest of november so, Oof. which sucks. Yeah, it's just a hammy. So it's like he'll he'll presumably be fine in the long run, but mm-hmm. they just don't want to take any risks with it. So if they're still the one seed with Murray missing an entire month, then yeah, I think it won't, e- it won't even be a discussion. I think I actually I actually kind of disagree with you. I don't think Tatum will ever win an MVP. I just don't think unless like there becomes a scenario where the Celtics aren't as good and he keeps them afloat, but the mm-hmm. team is just too good. I don't think it's going to be Embiid unless the Sixers are like far and away the one seed because it's just voter fatigue. Like people are sick of him and I don't blame them. I think the biggest threat is going to be Luca. If the Mavs continually are the two seed and like Luca, the team around the Mavericks is significantly worse than the team around Jokic. Jokic is obviously a better player, but if he can keep them to the two seed, I think that people are going to be really impressed, especially if Kyrie never really puts it together because he hasn't scored more than like 22. I don't know how he's doing tonight. But he's scored more than 22 points in a game so far. Um, and it really see. is like the getting close to season end narratives. Like people pay close attention to those games when it comes to MVP voting. Yeah. And I feel like the Mavs are just more likely to be like in a dogfight until the fourth quarter in like every single game. And then Luca will hit a game winner and bail him yeah, out. Exactly. Scoring like if, 40 points. Like 100%. they're all going to be close. Yeah. If the Nuggets just blow the doors off of everybody and the, and the Mavericks win close games, people are going to give it to Luca just because like, oh, the clutch, look what he did in the clutch. <laughs> um, and like, so, that's yeah. going to be the highlight shown on Sports Center all the next Exa- day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I, in the short, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Jokic. Even like last year, they were far and they're far and away the one seed. And that almost was a detriment to Jokic winning MVP because they took their foot off the gas after the trade deadline. And that's when Embiid mm-hmm. and the Sixers surged. So they, they flip-flopped basically at the trade deadline because they were so far ahead. They just stopped trying. It was like, well, we're good. Um, like, yeah, let's get the big man some rest. We got the playoffs to worry about. Yeah. I mean, he took off. I remember his defense. I mean, it was almost, almost a, a nightly situation where he would get roasted on defense and then I would retweet it trying to push my narrative of him beating winning MVP. <laughs> I feel like Jokic is the guy that uh, when you're playing like pickup basketball and he knows where the pass is going, but he's so lazy. He'll just get the kickball instead of letting the point happen. Like, yeah. I feel like Jokic at the end of the season was like leading the league in kickballs. He was like, that, ah, is act- <laughs> that is, that is really, thing. yeah, he was. They talked about that on like the Zach Lowe podcast, because people are trying to frame that as in like, look how smart he is. He's not giving up a basket. He's kicking it. It's like, no, cause he doesn't want to look how lazy he is. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, I saw TikTok. It was like, it was like the make, it was like talking about playing against Jokic and it like, it was like someone taking a nap and then waking up and playing and just dominating everybody. They're like, that's what it's like playing against Jokic. He, he never looks like he's tired or sorry. He, he never looks like he's energized. He always looks like he's like just woken up from a nap mm. and then he just cooks. That's just it's just so effortless. Like anytime he shoots a three, I feel like like him and Steph, 
there's a few players where it's like every time they shoot a jumper and KD, it's like, that's why it was really fun watching the Nets. I was like, oh, this has a shot. This is going in. Like, this is going to be a swoosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if he's like at that spot in the corner or um, even at like the top of the key, just working around the pick and rolls. And it's so funny how Jokic can just like find space to be on the three point line and nobody is yeah. guarding him. It's like, that's a bucket. Like he's yeah. going to take that three. Or he does um, that like ridiculous end of the shot clock where he like heaves it like like he's shot putting it above his head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he always he, that always goes in. The like Dirk, but Dirk would do that on the baseline like ten feet away, and Yoke yeah, and Dirk would do like the one legged the one legged fadeaway. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he, he's he's ridiculous. He's we'll never see somebody like Jokic just because he does it so effort effortlessly. Um. All right, so Jokic is going to run away with the MVP. That's real. Um, all right, the last one, we've already talked about all three of these teams, but just to kind of put context to it. So, again, looking at standings is dumb, but we're going to do it anyways. Right now, the Clippers at 3-3 three and three are the seven seed, so they're the mm. top playing team. The Lakers at 3-4 and four, tied with, what's it, 1, 2, 3, 4. There are four teams with a 3-4 and four record. Lakers would currently be the 10 seed. The Suns would currently be the 11 seed and out of the playoffs. So between mm. these three teams will one miss the playoffs entirely including the play-in just not even be in the top 10 i'm gonna say no besides like possible catastrophic injury but i hate sure like, yeah going sure. off of injuries because the two teams in between in the eight and nine seed are the rockets and spurs who Pretty sure the Spurs are getting worked by the Knicks currently right now on my TV. Yeah, 85 yeah. to 63. Like, Wemby's going to have his nights. Um, I don't really see them taking two from the Suns again, like, on back-to-back -back nights. That was ridiculous. That was kind of crazy. And I feel like Kevin Durant's literally doing it on his own right now. Um, the Lakers are probably my favorite for a team that would possibly drop out just because they're an older team season-long grind i feel like they do kind of get rejuvenated around the trade deadline and after the all-star break every year just because they trade everybody like it's kind of yeah they trade everyone <laughs> it's like a lebron narrative he's like was coasting the whole year and now he actually yeah. has to try which is kind of why i think they burn out in the playoffs too recently with just like lebron teams um but i think the clippers like ty Lue is always i think he's like considered one of the top coaches in the league like spolstra everyone kind of gives to his like by far and away the best coach. Like, I feel like Ty Lue, I would love it. I do like Jock Vaughn, but honestly, if I like found out Ty Lue was going to coach the team, I wouldn't hesitate. He's like a great players coach, but yeah. I think even more than that, like he does draw up really good plays. Like I feel like that's how, you know, at least one of the signs for me, like if a coach is great is like the plays that they call out of the timeout, do they lead to buckets? And I know it's like set plays, like kind of in the NFL, you would think that the opening script would lead to a touchdown because like every play is called out, yeah. which is why if you're playing the Cowboys, you know, it's going to be run up the middle, run up the <laughs> middle, sack for the first drive. <laughs> so, you know, if, if everybody scripts the first 15 plays and they go so well, why not just script the first like 60 plays? It's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Just script more. If, it, if that's as simple as it is, why is it only the first 15? Why don't you do the whole quarter? Yeah, yeah. Fourth, fourth quarter script. This is our fourth quarter it, script. <laughs> exactly. If the game's within like seven points, this is what our script is going to – it seems easy. I don't know. I don't get it. If the people make so much to do with the scripted plays. And like if it was that big of a deal, they would just script more. Yeah. And like That's the what I think. halftime adjustments narrative and things like that. But yeah. At least in the NBA, like right out of a timeout when they can run set plays, like I just think like that's where you kind of see the coach kind of shine. So it's like that's really the coach calling up a play. Um, funny clip just to give Elliot something to um, be happy about when he listens to the podcast. Um, did you see the Dennis Schroeder clip that I sent? Like he was on a podcast talking about uh -huh. how the coach was calling up a play. And Scotty was just like, I mean, I could just step back three it. Oh, yes, <laughs> I did see that. Doing. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why wasn't that just the drawn up play? Just let me do a step back three. Yeah. Sometimes coaches overthink things like. I mean, I don't I really am not trying to bring this up, but like the fourth down when Dak threw it to like a heavily covered Jalen Tolbert. Like, dude, throw oh, it to yeah. CeeDee Lamb or Ferg. It's like, what are we doing here? It's like they scripted this play. It's like they caught up this play. Well, he's the first read throw it to him. It's like, well, maybe just give it to your best player. 
where Lamb was one on one in the end zone would have had a shot at it. Yeah, yeah that's bad. Yeah, and or um, it's like why it's like, do a play that would lead to a contested catch? Like run a slant, get something going in the middle. Like just try to like you don't need to get go for the end zone. I think it was like fourth and eight or fourth and seven. It was, like it was it fourth and seven, and and yeah. this was before the last drive. They threw like a like an out or like a out, like a um. A curl. It was a sideline to, to yeah, to Jalen Tolbert. Yeah, it's like, what are we doing here? It's like you have CeeDee Lamb who's cooked. Yeah, and, and it's the same thing. Every time LeBron has the ball at the end of a game, he makes the right play, and the person always misses it. And then everybody says, <laughs> well, look how open this player was. He passed it. And it's like, at some point, you just have to shoot. Yeah, that was always the, yeah, the LeBron narrative. It's like, he made the right play. It's like, yeah, but you don't have Robert Ori to hit it to every time that's yeah. going to hit a shot. Like, thank God you passed it to an open Amon Shumper, but like <laughs> he's open for, it's like they, they just did it. I watched, I watched this game against the heat last game. They were, mm-hmm. they lost by one. He had, he, he gave a wide, he like drilled or um, um I can't think of the word, but he like basically made it. So they had a wide open shot to Cam Reddish cause he drove and kicked it out to him. So yeah, Cam Reddish is wide open for a reason. Cause he sucked. <laughs> And then he missed the defense it was not keying in on Cam Reddish. Exactly. It's like, yeah, they make such a big deal of, of this stuff. And it's like, maybe just get it to your best players. I just love that Jimmy Butler did the photo shoot he did. Cause anytime it's the, like, cause I saw the thumbnail for like the Lakers heat highlights and it was Jimmy with his uh, emo hair. And it's just so fucking <laughs> good. <laughs> oh man. The Sixers are about to blow it. They were up. I just like they're up 90 to 104 one one minute ago Ooh, 104 to 100 with a minute left oh man and the nets uh clippers is good too 73 71 there you go pg has scored two points in the second half i needed him to hit 25 it looks like that's <laughs> not gonna happen nobody cares um but yeah all right so you, you so you do think that one of the three will end out of it like literally not even in the mm-hmm. top 10 yeah, I do. I I think uh, if anything, oh, I would say no, actually, because I think just the eight and nine were the Rockets and Spurs, and I don't think they're going to stay there. So I do think that all of them would like, even if we're looking at the stands right now, you could reshuffle two to six, honestly, a little bit. But if I like had to just get rid of teams right away, I would probably get rid of the Rockets, get rid of the Spurs. Don't think the Grizzlies are going to bounce back. Kings would be an interesting team that might, you know, find their way up in the top teams too. So that could be a potential team that leapfrogs them. But I do think all of those three teams would be in the play-in. If I had yeah. to nominate a favorite to miss, it would be the Lakers. I actually kind of, I don't, I could make a case for all three of them. I could, I kind of feel like it's the Suns. Like Beal hasn't played yet. Mm-hmm. Booker's missing time. Like at some point, these these teams need to play at least with the Clippers. At least they're playing right now. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Right now, everybody's playing on the Clippers, and they're at least which is nuts to say. Like, Uh, yeah, (laughs) PG. Like, it's been how many years in the making? (laughs) Yeah, it's nuts that they are the one team that is of the three that is actually playing together. But like, I guess LeBron and AD have played every game. But Gabe Vincent's been hurt. Hachimura's hurt. Um, Vanderbilt's hurt. Torian Prince is hurt. Mm. Austin Reeves really hasn't found his footing yet. He he has not been good. I I mean, he'll get it together. He'll be fine. But he has he has not been good to start the year. Um, so all right. That's all I had for real or not real. Did you have anything that you wanted to bring up about the NBA? Um, no, I mean, I just think a lot of the team like the East is gonna be a lot of fun. I think that there are so many teams, like, yeah, we were just talking about literally besides the Celtics, Sixers, and Bucks, I have no idea what's gonna happen, like four through twelve, just because yeah. there are so many teams. Well, we know that the Wizards will be at the bottom, but that's, Wizards that's will be the 15. only. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the 15. only definite that they have. But like, the Nets are a team that are still figuring things out. I know I'm biased, so I have to bring them up. But like, they've had a lot of injuries and just been playing a lot of different players in different lineups. Lonnie Walker is looking great. He's had more time. I think if this was the version of Lonnie Walker on the Lakers last year, they would have tried to keep him around because he's been stepping up. I think the Magic are going to be a lot of fun to watch just with Bancaro continuing to get better um, and Wagner just like taking over and being like kind of the clear number one, I think, on that team for now. But to even have like both those players as potential superstars on your team is a great sign. Talking about the resurgence of Marco Fultz a little bit earlier, too. They just have a lot of guys that are making good hustle plays. And then even the Pistons, who are down at two and six, like Cade Cunningham is balling. Yeah, They're a really is. fun team to watch. 
Um, so just as far as like league pass, like I just think there's a lot of fun teams to watch in the Eastern conference. Um, and I think it's going to be a dogfight. It'll be interesting, like to do kind of like the all-star break to see where the teams are shaking out and how the race is going to go for the end of the season. And I guess one comment that I did want to make the freaking courts for like oh, the in season tournament, a- absolutely terrible. The 100%. Nets bulls. I was like, wanted to bleed my eyes out. It was like this blood red, awful court. Like I was like, what is going on? And there's like a few where I saw and just like, the weirdest, strangest colors on the court just makes no sense. I hate it. The, Everything the, should be hardwood. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, the, the standard Nuggets hardwood one, color. Nuggets one looked bad. The um, uh, there's another one. Um, the heat, like their heat culture jerseys and heat culture court. It's like get over yourselves. <laughs> the heat culture was cool when it was like this mysterious thing. When you start marketing it, it's like all right, nobody like now it's just becoming lame. Yeah. And yeah. Gilbert Arenas is like, oh, I guess LeBron is the heat culture, <laughs> which yeah. I thought that didn't make sense because they still made it to the finals twice in the past few years with like Jimmy Butler. And I guess that like kind of scrappy team heat culture attitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. If LeBron took heat culture with him, I think that those Lakers teams would have made a few finals. Well, yeah. I guess they did win one, as Griffin will say, but that was a Mickey Mouse championship. <laughs> That was it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Sixers <laughs> almost blew it, but they won. I, I had to pull up the, the, the Celtics, hey. had a last, Celtics had a last shot down three to tie it. They missed. I, I had to pull it up. If, if something crazy happened, you would have seen me meltdown on, on live, but we're, <laughs> we're good now. Um, yeah. So yeah. The, we get the, to wrap up the show with the uh, Sixers as the one seed. Not, yeah, that's true. The Sixers <laughs> as, as the one seed. Um, yeah. I mean the heat culture thing, I'm, I'm sick of it. It's like, Oh, is heat culture not winning a title unless you have LeBron. Is that what he, is that what he culture is? Is that what we're excited about? I mean, like I get it. I would love, either of us would love if our team has had even the post LeBron success, the bubble finals was an awesome run. Last mm. year's finals was an awesome run last year to the Eastern conference finals was an awesome seven game series, but like, let's cool it with the heat culture because turns out you need talent to win. <laughs> yeah. And they just <laughs> traded away a lot of wings that I think would help them. Although Bam Adebayo did have, so they took away one of his rebounds. So no one has officially had a 20 rebound triple double game. Um, Really? They took away one? Yeah. So it's 19. That's lame. Kind of crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Like just give them the stats. I wonder why they did that. All right. I'm sure it was a well fought rebound, but no, this was good. We should do this match show more often. Yeah, I agree. Let's kick out the other losers. <laughs> um, cool. All right. Well, if you're still hanging in with us, we appreciate you. Uh, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Share with your friends. Share with people that aren't your friends. Share with strangers. Do whatever you got to do to keep the Give and Go show growing. Uh, we'll be with you next Wednesday. I will be here next Wednesday. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Sounds good. Ciao. Thanks again for tuning in. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, and have a good one.